Culture Shift 2021 is in the books. Hey, I'm Neil Gordon with a strategic partner and presenting sponsor from the event, Patrick Reynolds of Crosslink Consulting. Woo! That was, the, uh, that was a lot. There yeah. was a lot to it. The burden off of the shoulders. It, mm-hmm. it was a bit of a heavy lift, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was tremendous. It was tremendous. It was a lot of people working tirelessly to put that together, to uh, be present, make sure it was... Um, Pickup free, and uh, that was a giant, giant success. Yes, it was. Uh, you know, it's it's really should never be judged by numbers, but in the context of a podcast, you know, there were nearly 100 attendees, and there were um, about 15 really good speakers. We also had about 10 vendors sharing some of their services, and we appreciated the folks at uh, the space and, of course, Amplified Events that put it together. And it really, really was successful, and I know there were some things that stuck out in terms of comments, like Kurt Mueller gave an impassioned talk about what he went through uh, with his family growing up yeah. and and how really he good. tries to help others with the financial planning and such. Yeah, we, we had phenomenal speakers. Um, and to quote, I've talked to Kurt since the event, and he said, you know, that was one of the best events I've been to post-COVID or pre-COVID, um, that these events, it's normally – sell, sell, you're being pitched to constantly, and that that wasn't the case with this event, and it was very apparent to the attendees, and it was very apparent to speakers like Kurt as well. So he was one of those speakers, and part of our criteria that we came up with was there would be no selling from the stage. This was our way to give back to attendees. This was our way to enrich them, and then there were plenty of booths, right? There were another 15 or 16 booths that were set up where you could go and engage with some of the mm-hmm. speakers and some of the other sponsors. But there was none of that from the stage. This really was about talking to those nearly 100 attendees and uh, helping them understand the impact of what great culture could be for their office, what great culture could mean for their organization. Uh, and I'm so glad that not only did the attendees sense that and get that, but also the speakers. Uh, and I'm always intentional about the participants are also part of who we're trying to enrich. Mm-hmm. And I think that was surprising to Kurt and some of the other speakers as well, <clears throat> how much they themselves got out of the event. Mm-hmm. You, you often, when you're, when you're engaged in something like this, you're often part of the production and you aren't there to absorb. And that was not the case here. Uh, There was a lot that our speakers absorbed. Obviously there was a lot that our attendees absorbed. They were why we did this. I was struck by something Sandy Shields from Best Office Solutions said. They carefully adorned our ballroom with really nice. neat office furniture and decorations. Yes. It gave you a little vision of what things could be like in the workplace. Yeah. And she said one of the best parts of being there was she actually was there for all eight hours with a key employee. And she never would have had that opportunity. And she poured into the employee and they exchanged ideas. And that was neat. That's fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, and I think that we're going to continue to hear more and more stories like that. Yeah. So the the heavy 
lifting part, we we got through it, and it's kind of like building a sports team. It's it's you know next mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. we're you know we're gonna we're gonna even strive to do better. Yes. So this was a lot, right? There were like like you said, amplified events was very heavily involved. The folks at the space uh, were heavily involved in the planning, the coordinating. There was a lot of time and energy that went into it, but something has been started. This focus on culture, um, it's a newfound instance. Um, and that was part of our heart when we put this together, when we began the planning of this, we know the impact of what that can do for our Augusta area businesses when they began to take ownership of that culture and began to, when they begin to do the things necessary to shift it. And so we've been thinking through various ideas to keep that engagement and to keep the resources to help them, to help enrich them and empower them and ennoble them in the way that they're building culture. And one of the other speakers is a professional business coach, Jason Goldberg. Goldberg, I thought his term that he came up with was pretty neat. So I keep saying this over and over. Jason's one of the smartest people I know, and he advises us at Crosslink all the time on our business operations. And he said, you know, this event had the four critical things that an event like this has to have. It had great speakers. It had great networking, so the people in the room. Mm -hmm. It had a great venue, and it had great food. Oh, yes, it did. So our coffee was from Stone Roastery. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Lots of great comments. They also coordinated with Sheila's Bakery to make right. sure we had some delightful, enormous, giant donuts and other pastries. pastries. Sure, people couldn't stop talking about that. And then our lunch was catered from Fat Man's, and it yes. was fantastic. Yes, and um, there were snacks even after that. That's true. Uh, I, w- I will add a comment. Our our featured speaker was Declan Scott from the Collaborative Way, and he's out west in Colorado. So he's spent his life pretty much until the last couple of years, he spent his life in Ireland, mm-hmm. pretty much on the border of Northern Ireland and Ireland, and then in New Zealand, and then now in Colorado. This is really his first journey to the South. Mm-hmm. So I had the opportunity to take him for some Waffle House. I know, that, <laughs> I know that that's not for everybody, but he enjoyed his grits for the first time. Right. I got him to mix his over medium eggs with the grits. It was a win. It was a win for the South there. Um, But also at the event, uh, one of the ladies from Amplified Events went and got him some Nana pudding (laughs) for him to try out. It was was fantastic. (laughs) Now that's a culture shift. That's a culture shift. From Ireland to Augusta. That's really good. Um, Well, we're going to continue on on the conversation, and Jason kind of calls it a flywheel, right? Yes. For the future. So he recognizes the enormous work that went into getting this thing started. This flywheel is moving. This giant, heavy mm-hmm. boulder has begun to roll. And uh, there are a lot of people who have been very positively impacted by it. And so what we don't want to see is when we do this again next year, mm-hmm. we, want, we don't want to try and get that moving again. And so that's where we're going to build some community. We're going to build some resources and some continual communications to keep that not only moving, but to get it moving a little more smoothly and a little more quickly and get more people on board. And that will be part duh of Culture Shift. It will be coming up, but we did want to thank our our building sponsor, if you will, which is uh, the folks at Augusta 
podcasts, and I just so enjoy chatting. It just yeah. feels very comfortable here so. and just looks great. And we would encourage any businesses that want to communicate with the community to try and reach David and Chris. They've got a great website at AugustaPodcast.com. And as we record this, towards the end of November, they have passed 20 different themes of podcasts that are that are being put together for companies and community organizations. So that's neat. Impressive. Yeah. A lot of good work there. And once again, uh, reach Patrick at uh, crosslinkconsulting.net. Well, we're back with Patrick Reynolds, the CEO of Crosslink Consulting. And in late October, we partnered together on Culture Shift 2021, and we are already thinking about ways that we can continue to engage the business community well in advance of Culture Shift 2022. What ideas do you have? You know, this this event, it in a lot of ways, it exposed 50 businesses. In fact, we did a questionnaire when we, when we had our attendees sign up, and it was just over 50% of folks who had never been to any sort of training on organizational culture or company culture. Wow. So now there's 50 plus businesses that have come and they have been exposed and they have seen what it can do and the impact that it can have. And so, again, nothing could be a bigger reward for Neil and I to have that sort of impact on our community, right? It's not just about those 50 organizations. It really is about the leadership of those organizations, which is typically more than one person. So a leadership team, it's about the employees of that organization. Uh, as that culture improves, they're going to be significantly impacted. And then the work that they do and the people that they serve is, is going to increase the, the quality and the joy with which they do it is going to increase dramatically. Well, you know, um, there are a number of uh, Facebook or meta groups yeah. out there yeah. and they're, and some of them are private and, and they exchange ideas and they network and so forth and so on. Could you see culture shift going online a little bit as a way to help companies? Yeah. So absolutely. Um, part of what our team has been thinking through is ways to build something comparable to a Facebook group, mm -hmm. but we'll probably, because of all the turmoil and because of the unknown, uh, we're probably going to avoid Facebook as our platform. But yes, we're going to put together a Slack-like chat group. Um, you know, think Microsoft Teams if you're not familiar with Slack, mm -hmm. where we can exchange content, where we can ask one another questions and present great ideas and how we've solved this challenge that someone else may be facing. So we are putting together a platform that we can collaborate on as a local CSRA group. And have to ask you because heck, you've been in the business for 20 years now, is this would this be kind of a little more secure, a little more private? Yeah. So that's part of the problem, right? Um there is a shift coming from the public cloud and putting all of your data, you know, pressing that easy button and having your data reside somewhere um public Azure being a good example, AWS being a great example. So yeah, from the beginning, we're looking at a way that this is going to be private, that this is not going to be where we share files and we share videos from the conference, for example, or when mm -hmm. we share personal testimonies on that 
community site, it's not going to be subject to Google Analytics to scrutinize it. That's data that they're not going to own. Mm-hmm. So it's important to us that we keep that safe and secure and that that not leave the confines of our community. Excellent. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the videos because we had um, Moving Canvas Media came out and actually videotaped the entire talks, and they were about 45, 30 to 45 minutes each in the main room, the Azalea room. So I believe we'll have access to six or seven of these cultural conversations. And I am excited about that. I really am. And so those are some things that would, uh, yeah, that would definitely uh, appear. Um, So transitioning or shifting a little bit from from culture shift, and you, you talked about the technology as it relates to what we'll be planning. Uh, there are some real practical technology things that I think businesses need to know about. And by us having learned what we learned doing a shotgun expo or shotgun wedding within a couple of months, um, we're planning something else in late April. Yep. Share your vision a little bit. Um, so... What we see, uh, to our chagrin, is we see um, municipalities across the state of Georgia and South Carolina uh, in 2019 and 2018. Those were mm-hmm. not good years for Georgia governments in across rural and metropolitan Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when the city of Atlanta is being hit by ransomware, and there are a lot of other school boards, a lot of other board of educations, a lot of other municipal governments. Um, that's very painful to me. Uh, it's very painful because this is, this is an area where the Lord has gifted me mm-hmm. and he's called me to build a team that has this same heart attitude, mm-hmm. a desire to serve. And we've, we have the gifts and talents to protect these organizations. And so every time I see one of them get popped by ransomware, what I know is before the ransomware rolled out, the, constituent data from all those taxpayers and all that information has already been exfiltrated, right? The bad guys don't roll out ransomware until they've already gotten all the useful data and removed Mm. it, taken it off site. And that's when they've gotten everything they can that they roll out the ransomware. So every time you hear a ransomware attack, I won't go into names, but many of them are our, our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, a, there's thousands and thousands of people in that county or city whose data is now on the dark web for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to result in harassment phone calls, which my parents have received many of, and I it burns me up, as well as phishing emails with, with relevant data to that person. So they're preying on our neighbors, and um, this is an area that we can protect. So part of that vision for April... 2022 is to um, have a big draw for those rural city administrators, rural county administrators to come and let us enrich them. And in the same way that we enriched uh, these business owners and organizational managers here during culture shift, we're hoping to really help with the cyber effort and the cyber understanding and knowledge and help them protect their constituents, right? If, If that I'll give you an example from the last week. Uh, we're now protecting a uh, 
two days ago, we began protecting a rural government. It's a couple hundred dollars. It's 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 not even three hundred dollars a mm-hmm. month that we're mm-hmm. we're doing breach detection and prevention. Right. And that's protecting over ten thousand constituent data. So it's a very tiny investment for them, and it's something that whether they're using Crosslink for that service or someone else, they're able to really do a great job for the first time protecting the data, the private data, and against not only the ransomware and a, mm-hmm. a potentially million dollar or multi-million dollar, dollar ransom plus settlement. That's something Bobby Christine has talked a lot about. It's, it's a, it's a burden that many of them can't withstand, right? Mm-hmm. But not only will it protect them from that, but it'll also protect them from their information being stolen, exfiltrated, sold on the dark web, and then all of the subsequent breaches that are much more likely once that data is out there on the dark web. Do you feel this would be a value for primarily folks who work in government or would businesses also receive some good impact from this? It's going to be huge for both. Um, These are questions that um, a lot of administrators are asking all the time. Um, they, They also are sold to all the time. So this is going to be another opportunity for us to educate and enrich without selling to. Um, so, of course, there will be some vendors present, there will be some tables and some booths present, so that those medical office administrators, those organization administrators, um, from whatever walk they're from, whatever area, whatever area of business that they come from, it's going to help empower them to make good decisions without having been sold to repeatedly over and over through the conference. Um, and then they're going to be able to engage some of those great speakers, um, maybe collaborate with some of them. And, and then once they're well-educated, then they can make a good choice that serves the organization well to mitigate the risk of a breach and mitigate the risk of ransomware as well. Right. And, you know, the idea would be sort of a sort of a save the date. And we're we're looking towards the end of April. Want to make sure the Masters Golf Tournament is completed and our focus is back in the boardroom, if you will, and back in school and such. And so keep monitoring crosslinkconsulting.net and we'll have opportunities for you to to participate and to learn about it. And we're you know, we want to make sure the venue is just right and so we're we're just still in the stages of of looking into the cyber center and some other nice um perhaps hotel ballrooms because we're we're expecting um this this really affects like culture this really affects um uh, so many different walks of life and business it's a tremendous opportunity for us to have impact that serves our mission at crosslink right to use the gifts the lord has given us to serve our neighbors and this is an area where we're gifted to serve. And so if we can, just like that example from two days ago, if we're able to go in and protect, you know, two dozen computers, and by doing so serve, you know, 10,000 people in that community, that's a giant win for us. So, yeah, that's something that we hope to do across Georgia, across South Carolina um, for this event in April. While we got you, if there was just one thing or two things, uh, somebody in, in a in a company or in a uh, kind of in a school setting or administrative 
sort of setting boards of education and such should be doing, what what might that be? What you mean you? from cyber risk? Yeah. Yeah, besides besides engaging, you know, with, with your company, just what should they be thinking about and doing on their own? So the the hardest lesson that I think we've all learned, and um, this is going to be applicable regardless of the organization that you're with, regardless of the business that you may be engaged in, whether it be a business or not. The thing that we've really learned in the last couple of years is great IT can't fully prevent a breach. I don't, I, you know, Crosslink is an IT company as well as a cybersecurity company, and an IT effort alone cannot completely prevent a breach. It can mitigate the risk. It can lower them, and you want to make sure that you're T's are dotted and your I's are crossed, right? That's where your annual security risk assessment comes in. And then you're mitigating those risks mm-hmm. um, as they've been identified. And they, they don't have to be mitigated based on standards for another organization. They, they need to be mitigated based on your organizational risk. So you may not need a screen lockout timeout that's ridiculous and a pain in the butt, right? You can do it in a way that makes sense for your organization. But once you've mitigated those risks and IT has gone as far as they can, there's still a risk of a breach. And then the second takeaway that's painful is good IT can't detect a breach timely. So as painful as that is, those two realities mean every organization should be looking for a cost-effective way, which is what we spent our time doing, building a cost-effective way to very quickly detect Mm. and then mitigate that breach. Right. So breaches are going to happen. They happen if they happen to the organizations. I won't even name names. If they happen to the organizations that they happen to, they're going to happen to our neighbors, to folks watching this podcast. And it's not because your data is so incredibly valuable. It's because the bad guys are trying to take organizations down in America specifically. So your IP address and your your location on the World Wide Web makes you a target. It's not even how valuable your data is. So we've got to stop thinking, ah, you know, they'll go tackle somebody bigger than me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really need to spend a couple extra hundred dollars a month for what Patrick's talking about. They're, you know, my neighbor's bigger than me. They'll get more from him. Uh, The bad guys don't care about that. They want to take you down also. Mm. Wow. Well, thanks for, uh, for sharing the gift, we appreciate that. And again, it's crosslinkconsulting.net uh, for some other resources on there. And be watching because we're going to have two wonderful conferences coming up in 2022 with uh, um, a technology cyber IT conference in late April. And then again, next October, Culture Shift 2022. I'm excited. The heavy lifting has yeah. been done. Yep. We're ready. Yep. There's more heavy lifting, but okay. it won't. It, again, I told you about Jason Goldberg. He says the most frustrating things because they're so accurate. He says, you know, your first expo, it's it's the hardest one. It's also the easiest one because the next one has to be better. Right. The next one you have to sure. outdo the first one. It's it. And We're we will. Raising the and bar. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We'll talk with you soon.